seconds left. Hardy with six. Hardy on Brown. Hardy with three. With two. Hardy reverse slam is gone. 1.2 left. St. John's 12 with 14 from the field in this second half. Hans again. Also in the ball game. Champagne, you're kidding me! Another three for Julian Champagne. You are now listening to the Eye of the Storm podcast. What's going on, Johnny Nation? Welcome to episode 40 of the Eye of the Storm podcast. My name is David Barov, and man, is it good to be back talking about a win. St. John's welcomes Providence into the Garden, and the number 20 team goes home unhappy as St. John's gets a massive, massive win, 73-68 against the number 20-ranked Providence Friars. A few short days after St. John's fell to the Butler Bulldogs by two points, they go into Madison Square Garden and get a home win against a ranked Providence team. And if that is not indicative of the roller coaster that has been the St. John's Red Storm season, I don't know how else we could properly describe it. Man, has it been an up and down year, but I will take this up every day of the week as St. John's gets a really, really strong win against a really Really strong Ed Cooley coached Providence Friars team. This is St. John's second win this season over a ranked team. If you remember, they had their first one against the number six ranked UConn Huskies at the time. In what seems to be another trend for St. John's this season, getting player and roster news before a game, we would find out that Andre Curbelo was not scheduled to play as he was suspended by Coach Mike Anderson. No reason given why. But a good news, we did find out that David Jones was back with the team and he would be playing as he's been grieving the loss of his father. And man, do they need him today, St. John's. Johns comes out firing in the first half, really playing well, really clicking on all cylinders, and you could tell that this Providence team was off from the start. St. John's would quickly get out to a 14-5 lead as A.J. Storr was hitting threes. David Jones was aggressive early on going into the paint. Omar Stanley was hitting jumpers. Dylan Daiwusu was hitting threes. It was a great start for St. John's in Madison Square Garden, and Providence was missing shots. And, you know, St. John's has had this habit this year of not being able to capitalize off other teams' misses. But early on, St. John's made sure that they would be doing the opposite. It was 18-8 after a posh jumper. Shortly thereafter, David Jones really got into it. A 5-0 run of his own makes it 23-9, followed by a Dresa Traore dunk on a really nice pass from Rafael Pinzon. It was 25-9, the biggest lead St. John's would have in the entire game, up by 16. St. John's was rolling 10 minutes into the first half. So as a St. John's fan, you're feeling pretty good at this time. You got about 10,000 in the building. There was a good amount of Providence fans, as you could hear. Let's go Friars fans throughout the game. But St. John's had a 16-point lead, and this is where you question, will St. John's have the mental fortitude, will they have the toughness, will they have the shot-making ability to not only keep a lead, but expand on a lead and not let a team come back? Well, we would quickly get the answer to that, and the answer would be no. With St. John's up by 16 points, Providence would close the half on a 26-12 run, and more so a 19-7 to run to close out the half in the final 6 minutes and 30 seconds. Why? Rebounding, second chance points, offensive glass, and not being able to make a shot. St. John's would lose the second chance point battle in the first half to Providence 16-0. to They got absolutely waxed on the offensive glass by Providence in the first half. 
to the tune of 14 to 2. They were out rebounded overall 29 to 14. And that's how a 16 point lead becomes only a two point lead at the half. St. John's would go into the break only up 37-35. A very similar situation in a lot of the other losses this season where St. John's would allow another team to close out the half really strong. They would allow a team to go on a really long run, on a big run. In this case, again, 19-7 in the final six and a half minutes of the first half. And you're going into the half without the momentum, without the confidence. And as a team that has seen this happen to them over and over and over again, you have to wonder what kind of confidence this team has in that locker room at halftime, knowing that they have seen this movie play out over and over again, where the team would take that first half run, they would transfer it into the second half, and St. John's wouldn't be able to come back from it. The first half defense for St. John's was overall pretty solid, and I really thought that their issues came more because of rebounding than the defense. St. John's forced Providence to commit seven turnovers through the first 13 minutes of the first half. They really kept Providence to a poor shooting half, and it really was the inability to get rebounds, not the defense. It was the inability to box out, is the inability to allow yourself to get to those 50-50 balls that really kept Providence in the game. They only shot 31% in the first half and had eight turnovers overall in the first half. On the other side, St. John's shot almost 50% from the floor, 48 and a half from the floor, and only turned the ball over four times, yet they were only ahead by two points. Again, this all, to me, points back to the rebounding. When you get absolutely destroyed on the offensive glass 14-2 to and allow Providence to have 16 points on second chances, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Thankfully, this game would go much differently for the Red Storm as they would never let Providence take the lead in the second half. Yes, they did allow them to tie the game, but again, it was only a two-point game at the half. But St. John's showed a lot of grit and a lot of fight in the second half as they never allowed Providence to get back in control. And more so, St. John's actually fought and extended the lead back to double digits. They would have a 10-point lead in the second half, but a lot changed because of the effort and especially on the rebounding end. In the second half, St. John's actually won the rebounding 22-20. to They made a conscious effort of getting to the free throw line and they made their free throws in this game. They hit 14 of 17 free throws in the second half. Overall, they made 15 of 18. One of the worst free throw shooting teams in the Big East. St. John's didn't look the part in this one and that definitely helped with the win. Another really big key in this game for St. John's was their bench. St. John's was able to get 23 points from their bench. Providence only got four. So yes, absolutely huge for St. John's, really getting contributions, even with that short bench with Andre Curbelo not playing. Remember, Montez Mathis is out for the year. Mokita is out for the year. So you had a shorter bench, you had a shorter rotation, and St. John's got a lot of production from their bench, all things considered. 23 bench points and 50 points from their starting rotation. One thing I will note is that it did seem that St. John's caught Providence on a really off night. In fact, this was their most off night, the worst shooting game of the season for Providence, and St. John's definitely did benefit from that. But you have to credit St. John's defense for sure. They made things uncomfortable for Providence. I think they sped them up a little bit at times. You allowed a really, really strong game to Bryce Hopkins, but nobody else really beat you in this game. Bryce Hopkins was a monster. He had 29 points. He had nine rebounds, but there was only one other guy, Devin Carter, in double figures for Providence. Nobody else had more than nine points. Ed Croswell had nine points. Jared Bynum had nine points, but there was no other contribution for Providence. Meanwhile, St. John's had a 
really balanced attack in this one. Five guys in double figures, led by David Jones, 16 points, seven rebounds. He said after the game that he dedicated this one to his father, who of course passed away just a few days ago. St. John's also had a good game from Dylan Adaiwusu, 13 points, six rebounds, two steals. AJ Store, the freshman, 15 points, five rebounds. Joel Soriano, who yesterday was put on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award watch list for one of the top big men in the country, notched his 20th double-double of the season, as well as notching his 300th single-season rebound. He actually added eight more to that, 308, but Joel Soriano is now the first player with 300 rebounds for St. John's in a single season since Walter Berry did it in 1985-1986, an absolutely special season for Joel Soriano continues. Posh Alexander had another good game, 10 points, 9 rebounds in 35 minutes, 4 of 6 from the free throw line. And I was also really impressed with Kobe King in this game. You know, he hasn't played much this year, but in the times that he has played overall, he has been a nice contributor to this team. 17 minutes today, he had 5 points, he was 2 of 3 from the floor, he hit a 3 in the corner, and then had a really nice bucket in contact as well. Kobe King is a tough player, you know, he's been somebody that is is waiting for his moment. I got to sit next to his high school coach, Dave Rocco, when we were down in Florida for the Florida State matchup, and he was telling me that this kid just needs a chance. He needs minutes. He's going to be a really solid player. Kobe King is somebody that had three state championship runs in his four years in high school. Tough player. Really happy to see him succeed in his few minutes on the court. Providence took 72 shots in this game, and they only made 24, a season high in shot attempts for Providence. St. John's defense came to play, but Providence was definitely cold in this one. You got to take what you can get. The opponent is going to be cold. You better make your shots. You better win the game. And St. John's did just that. So kudos to them. So St. John's gets the really big win at Madison Square Garden, 73-68 over Providence. They go to 15-11, 5-10 in the Big East. Providence falls to 18-7, 10-4. They're having a great season. They'll be a tournament team, and they'll be somebody that is going to be really, really solid in the Big East tournament, I'm sure. After the game, David Jones was in the press conference. He spoke about his father and said that he was never a professional, but he was a good basketball player, and he had a lot of bounce. David Jones played really, really well today and he debuted a tattoo for his father and uh, Joel Soriano also mentioned that when he is in pain we feel it we feel the loss there is a togetherness with this team they do play for each other and it was it was nice to see today that this team really really did come together I mentioned that I mentioned the run that Providence went on in the half we've seen this team wilt and collapse before it was really nice to see them do the opposite this game they really played together they really didn't allow that run to cripple them after the half and they built their lead back up they never let Providence get the lead and they won the game They took care of home court, they took care of Madison Square Garden, and they got a really big win against a ranked opponent. Listen, this season has not gone well. This season has not been fun. This season has been full of trials and tribulations for the Red Storm team. A lot of fans are still angry, but man, it is a lot better to come here and talk about a win. It is a lot better leaving Madison Square Garden with a win. It's a lot better getting on the LIRR 
and thinking and talking about a win. This is what it's about. You're always going to root for a win. You're always going to want good things to happen to these kids. You root for that front of the jersey. And it was awesome to see St. John's get a really, really big win inside Madison Square Garden in front of Mike Krzyzewski, who was in the building. Mike Krzyzewski, obviously a big, big supporter of Mike Craig. Those two were together at Duke for 30 years. So it was nice to give Coach K a really fun performance and a big win as it was his first game that he was in the building for this year since retiring after the game coach ed cooley who is always excellent said i thought we faced a very desperate team today you could feel the energy that was in the building coming in this was the first time i felt all year that my team just didn't have it this was st john's first win against providence at madison square garden since january 31st 2015 and St. John's has beaten Providence a few times at Carneseca Arena lately. So when Providence comes to New York, St. John's does seem to have their number. They did so again today, 73-68. This is St. John's second quad one win of the year. And again, their second win against a ranked opponent. So February 11th was dubbed Johnny's Day. Penn Station was all decked out in red and St. John's. There were festivities happening. You had Johnny Thunderbird as the main logo at center court at Madison Square Garden. And to commemorate Johnny's Day, St. John's gets a 73-68 win over Providence as they look ahead now and get ready to play DePaul in a few days. I think my main takeaway from this game and from this win really is that this St. John's team is not ready to call it quits on this season. I know we have seen some bad performances. I know the Villanova game at the Garden was tough to swallow. I know you allowed Creighton to score 104 points on you. You didn't take care of business like you should have against Georgetown. It was a nail-biter of a win. Then you lost again to Seton Hall. You got killed by Xavier, and then you lose to Butler. These are all things that hurt. Three-game losing streak going into this game. It's really hard to keep taking and looking at the positive and the bright side. This season has not gone the way that it's been planned, but St. John's fought. I thought this was a great win. I thought this was a really strong team oriented win and i think we have to just be happy about that we take every win that we can get at this point you've got five games left in this season you're on the road against depaul then you're home against creighton you're going on the road against georgetown then uconn at the garden and you finish off the regular season at marquette we'll see what happens at the end of this year all right st john's has 15 wins they're 15 and 11 they're eighth in the big east right now you got to have pride you got to try to finish off the season strong you just snapped a three-game losing streak who knows maybe you could finish off this year with a nice little run and you know look i don't think anybody's gonna sit here and fantasize about a magical miracle run to go through the big east tournament and get into the tournament at this point you're just hoping to cheer on a few more wins because i don't want to go to the garden i don't want to deal with losses i don't want to sit on the liwr after a loss let's just see what happens at the end of this year let's see how this year plays out let's get some more wins let's keep cheering on our johnnies and whatever happens after this season happens after this season no need to dwell on it right now for now Let's keep rooting on these kids. Let's see what happens. St. John's gets a big win against Providence. DePaul up next. Appreciate you listening. Go Johnnies. Got a win on Johnny's Day. Let's keep it rolling. See you next time. You've been listening to the Eye on the Storm podcast. Go Johnnies.